Coming up this week, Disneyland works to save some historic trees. And we edge closer to the opening of Luigi's Rollicking Roadsters. Plus later, we help listener Karin plan her Disneyland vacation. All that coming up next. From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 547 for the week of February 1st, 2016. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Un... Why did I say February 1st? It's not February 1st, it's February 7th. <laughs> the Diz Unplugged nice. Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. And I haven't even been drinking. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I am your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by my good friends, Nancy Johnson... Pointy. Hey there. There you go. And Mary no, I, I just muted to cough. Okay, cool. And Mary Jamalata <laughs> Willie. Hello. And I'm changing my script to say the seventh, even though I said the first. Um, so uh, Tony and Michael will join us later. We are recording uh, Sunday evening, and there's some big game going on. So they are watching the end of that. What's the score? 24 to 10 at this point. So um, it's 24. Yeah. Oh, they scored another. Oh, sorry. Spoiler. Um, that's oh, that's okay. I, since I can't watch it right now, anyway. But okay, who is the MVP in the Puppy Bowl? I heard they also <laughs> did an, a, a Hall of Famer induction in the Puppy Bowl oh, too. Okay, cool. Uh, so, cool. For those so, of us who don't watch, so they're going to join us later. We'll do we'll do the housekeeping right now. Maybe some rapid fire. Once Tony gets here, we'll do news, um, and then we'll just just chat. Uh, any housekeeping that you guys have? I have I have a couple things. Um, I do have a couple. Okay, cool. Mary's just the queen of uh, it this week. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> she has no rapid fire, but she has. I have no rapid fire, but I have a lot of housekeeping. <laughs> um, uh, um, go ahead. I'll, go ahead. Should I go? Should I get started then? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, I've been going to Disneyland every weekend. It seems so. I've been able to participate in a lot of the things. Okay. I gotta love the annual pass. Yes, signature. Yes. Um, so I've been taking advantage of going to the February. Um, annual pass specials. Oh yeah, so, yeah. yeah. yeah you, it's pretty do you have close. all the buttons? Well, you you get it. Each week has a different theme. So the one well, that I, mean, I so got far, yeah. was right so far. Which and I'm going to go again on Friday since I don't have to work. And it, the cool thing is, before I get started, is I was worried that by the weekend Disneyland would and California Adventure would be out of the right. annual pass buttons. Yeah. But I think they're they've they're well prepared and they're stocking up. Um, last, the, this past week, Main Street was featured and the surprise rare character at the meet and greet at stage 17 in California Adventure was Jiminy Cricket, nice. which was really, really cool. So let me remind you what's happening at both parks. At Disneyland, you can go to the Opera House and watch a special. This past week, the special was Disneyland at the World's Fair. And each Monday, they start a new one. So this week, they're going to be doing um, Adventureland. So besides the – when you go there to, to the Opera House, you also get a weekly theme button, which was Mickey and Main Street, which I got, and a pamphlet with fun trivia. The pamphlet had this week was Main Street on one side and Buena Vista Street on the other side, and it had trivia that I didn't know. So I was really happy to have that. 
And at California Adventure, you can go to Stage 17, which is located by Monsters, Inc. in the Hollywood area. That's also where they have the Snowfest uh, play area for those of you who were here during the holidays. They have the meet and greet there, and you can get a button. And another location is the Blue Sky Cellar where the show concepts, where they have the show concepts for the parks. And when I went there, they were talking about the Disney app, and they were helping people get it or connect their APs to it. Uh, the cast members there were so helpful. Uh, I talked to a few of them, but then I realized the, that the Lunar uh, New Year was happening, so I kind of ran out, ran out <laughs> I think, in mid-sentence talking to the cast members. And another cool thing about the Blue Sky Cellar, if you're an annual pass holder, you can go there and they have charging stations. So as long as you have the cord for your camera or your smartphone, etc., you can go over there and plug it in. They have a couple of tables set up with three or four plugs on them. I didn't notice if they had USB ports, but I did know that they had the regular, they had a three-prong plug and another plug that I didn't really um, recognize. So make sure that you take the your plug with the cable so that you can do it. There's no charge. There's no locker. So you do have to be in there while you're charging your phone. But I, I think that that's a great opportunity for everybody that, that we have there. They also have um, the recipe cards, and I picked up two of them from Michael since he asked me. So this week it was Chris's cold pie and Walt's chili and beans. So the Walt's chili and beans is served at the Carnation Cafe in Disneyland, and Chris's cold pie is a lemon chiffon pie, um, and it's Walt Disney's personal recipe. So I'm looking forward. I'm going to write them down or take pictures before I give these to Michael. <laughs> I will tell you that they are scanning the annual pass before they give you a button. And so I had already picked up a button on Friday when I was there with Kelly at the Opera House. And when I went over to the Blue Sky Cellar, they were going to scan my annual pass. And I told him why. I said, I got a button yesterday. And he said, okay, well, I don't, you don't get another button, which is which was fine with me. But I, I think that's a good quality control so that more annual pass holders have the opportunity to get them. Mm-hmm. So they that's are. Probably they why have they that. still have. Correct. Why that's why they, they probably have them because because the last day was today, and they want to make sure that everybody you know has an opportunity to get them. So I really like that. Um, next week's theme is going to be Adventureland, and what I hear is that Baloo and King Louis are going to be the characters for the meet and greet at stage seventeen. So I do recommend that the annual pass holders go there. They were telling me that. They're offering free, you know those small bottled waters? Uh-huh. So you get you get like, a small bottle of water. The kids meals? Yes. Okay. You get that size bottled water when you go in to see the shows. They have some previews at stage 17 in addition to the meet and greet. And they also have cup tables for kids to color. And there's more to do than just grab a button and, and to meet and greet. So it's a lot of stuff going on. And at the Opera House, the same thing. They... um. They have the popcorn, and they have. I was talking to, to um, one of our listeners, Dina, who who's been going there, and she said they had um, the regular popcorn, white cheddar, and then that orange cheese popcorn. And of course, it's bagged; they, they don't pop it fresh there for you. But she said it tasted what? pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine how much time that would take to do that? But I think it's nice that they're offering a little treat for people to go and and relax and. Um, I could have spent more time in the Blue Sky Cellar than so. When I go back on Friday, I'm going to go in there, and um, to do that, I do like that they're doing these 
specials for the annual pass holder this weekend was busy, but it could be that it's because they were also celebrating the Chinese Lunar New Year, right. which the official official day is tomorrow. So it's running through Monday. So when the show airs, you still have a chance to go see, um, go participate before they um, they close. I will say I had a lot of fun. I need to go to the to City Hall and tell them how much fun the Lunar New Year activities were. I almost think that they had more things to do there than they do for Viva Navidad. They had the meet and greet. When I was there, the meet and greet were Chip and Dale dressed in the Chinese outfits. And then Mulan and Mushu came. And then Mickey and Minnie dressed in Chinese outfits. They were so cool. So I think the characters were probably probably there for 20 minutes before they changed out. So every 20 minutes they were changing out. They also had make lanterns. And you would go and you would color paper. And then they had the instructions how to fold it. And um, I don't know if you glued it or taped it or whatever. But everybody was walking out with these little lanterns that they had made. They also had a... And one of the pavilions where you could go and you could make a wish for the new year and they would hang it on their wishing wall. And you could also have a um, your name or a phrase written in. I know it was Chinese, may have also been Korean. And I'm not sure what the third language was. I don't know if it was Vietnamese or Japanese. But they had these ladies up there writing these messages for you in that type of script for their for those languages all of this was free it was so cool and then they also had face painting so i had a monkey painted on my face (laughs) (laughs) it was so because it's the year of the monkey so i didn't want flowers and stuff so so i was walking around and i you know before i used to say do it on my arm but now i'm like i'm at disneyland i want to i want to have fun too so so yeah i was so if anybody said hey you got a monkey on your face i would say yeah i know but um there was a lot going on oh and then they had a celebration um, every few hours, and of course, it was in the time guide, and they had those, you know how the the Chinese drummers at Epcot, they had those kind of Chinese drummers drumming, and then they had dancers, and they had a huge dragon for the new year, and Jeez. that was a lot of fun. Were they Chinese dra- drummers, or were they Japanese drummers? I'm assuming Chinese drummers. Because I've never seen Chinese drummers at Epcot. Are they the ones with the big drums where it's almost yes. where they dance around the drums? They're Japanese, honey. Okay. <laughs> They're, it's called Kelly, taiko drumming. Kelly would have made fun of me too. So, okay. <laughs> it's so, called taiko drumming. So there so were Asian. Well, because they have the dragon, I don't know if the the Japanese have it. But well, um, it's Asian. It's yeah, it's Lunar yeah. New Year and covers many different Asian countries and cultures. So it's okay. <laughs> kind of like but, Disney Parks covers all kinds of different, yeah. Well, yeah. that's true. And and they did, when you walk in, they have a Chinese, Korean, and then the third one, which I'm, I'm going to assume it was Japanese. And they had it in English and in their language, how they, how they celebrate the Lunar New Year. I just thought it was very informative. It was very lively. It was very crowded. And then, and maybe it was, more crowded than Viva Navidad because Viva Navidad lasts a long time and this was just one weekend. I loved seeing families there with their children dressed in the in their Asian, little Asian outfits. It was really neat. And then in the eating area in Paradise Gardens, they had different performers either dancing, playing music, um, dancing, playing music, singing. It was 
really, really a nice celebration. So it's just one of the nice things that they do at the Disneyland Resort. So then that's why I ended up going two days, two days this weekend and going back again. You know what else is happening tomorrow, right? What else is happening tomorrow? The 15th birthday of Disney California Adventure. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. February is the anniversary date of California Adventure, so. Okay, I'm going to go we in. We all just remember going in January. So. To see the previews. Yeah, we all got we we're, all the annual pass holders got in early. Yeah, but I still have my was, Yeah, I mean, I still have my, my pin. Yeah, the the pins that they gave us with the little dangly with things. The little dangles. Yep. Yep. My I still have mine. Is still in a little plastic bag. Oh wow! Not going on mine too. Books. So yeah, yeah I, th- I think we have some early pins too. That not not they don't look like the old like the new kind of pins. They were it was, looks like as like a, like a poster or something. I'll have to look. I'll just have to find it. But anyway. Um, well, you know, up in my up in my neck of the woods, Universal had uh, Lunar New Year too. Ooh. Did you go to it, Nancy? No, I just found a thing online where somebody else went to it. Oh, how how cool though! But they have appear. It does look kind of fun, actually. Um, they redecorated Uni- Universal Plaza to represent the Year of the Monkey, and they have special Asian dishes, and decor. Curious George? Curious George, nice. meet and greet, yes. <laughs> and get this, a Mandarin-speaking Megatron. Oh, my. And then the Five Continents Art Troop from Shenzhen Province um, is actually going to be there on February 13th for an exclusive engagement so that's pretty cool. cool. We'll, talk, um, we'll talk more about Universal in a little bit too. They got yeah, they've got a bunch on. of stuff going yeah. on right now. Yeah, um, uh, I will say that one of the cool things too is that um, despite all of the news about El Nino coming and everything, you know, and everybody's been worried, our weather's been gorgeous. It, it, it was in the high eighties at in Anaheim during the weekend. I was in short sleeves, and at nighttime I was in short sleeves. So wow, it's. And we're. It looks like we're going to be having good weather the rest of this week, and then in the seventies next weekend. Nice. So it's a really nice time to come to Disneyland. Oh. Yep. It is. I was. It was very warm today. Mm-hmm. I'm sure hotter where you live, Nancy. A little bit, not much. It was got to about eighty. Wow. Okay. So that was pretty good. But I mean, I was in a t-shirt. So. Cool. Um. um want to update you on some rehabs that are going at at the hotels that we've talked about before um the some of the pools at the disneyland hotel have been down um we've got an opening date on those of march 12th so march 12th those will be um open but the redwood pools at grand californian are down now as well those are down february 1st through the 21st so if you want to swim, I guess because of the maybe because the weather's been rainy and stuff, they're choosing to do it now. But yeah, we've had a couple of them down at the same time, which is which is not good. However, good news: um, Koofy's Kitchen's back open this week, so that's a good thing. That is Yay. a good thing. Yeah. Although I think having it at Paradise Pier Hotel, that was you know, nice. Yeah, it was kind of yeah. nice. Yeah. I haven't been in Goofy's to Goofy's Kitchen for a long time. If any of our listeners want to go to Goofy's Kitchen and doesn't mind a podcaster joining you, let me know, and I that'd be fun to go do that. I don't want to go by myself. That's why. Why don't you just take my girls? Lily's been bugging to go back. Has she? <laughs> yeah. The last time I went was with your girls. 
that sounds about right. Yeah. Hey, ga- the game. The game is yeah. over. So congratulations to the winning team. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Denver. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Okay, I can turn the TV off now. All right. Okay. Um, how neutral. Yeah, how neutral. I'm trying to be neutral. Yeah. Uh, one thing we we talk about a lot is annual pass holder discounts. Well, I had a, a re, um, visitor to the the Diz email me that there was a change that we didn't catch um, on the the guided tours. It is no longer a twenty percent discount for annual pass holders. It's only a fifteen percent discount. Where? Right. Which kind of stinks. Yeah. Oh, I, okay. Yeah, I had heard that also. Oh, see, you don't let me know. Well, well, because I haven't. I I booked the I booked the Walk and Walt Disney's tour for the twenty fifth. So oh, okay, cool. I was going to talk about it at then, but it's good for everybody to know now. Yeah. Especially since they're having the annual pass special. You know the tours, the right. special tours for the right. annual pass right. holders. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, Tony's on. Let's bring Tony in. Um, the girls are getting just about the age where they can actually start. We can actually start thinking about doing tours. Actually, they just hit the age where we can go do the Warner Brothers Studio tour. Mm-hmm. So that's I something do we're that planning on doing this year, and then doing a little review on that. Okay. So. I want to go with you when you go. It'll be your review. That's cool. But I won't, I still want to go. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is how we negotiate, folks. <laughs> um. Hey Tony. Hello. I wasn't sure if you. No, well, we, I just started recording. No, no, we're 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 in the middle of the show. Welcome. Um. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry we're, that some of yeah. you re- forgot that the most popular television event outside of the World Cup in world history just happened to be today. Yeah, no, just, yeah. I know some of us forget that, and it's, we it's knew we were watching deal. it too, Tony. Yeah, we were watching it. I think you know why you know, why it didn't make as much difference last year is because this year we're on an hour earlier. So that's probably why it affected us more this year. Okay. Um, let's see. What else do we want to talk about? Oh, I know Michael wanted to talk to this about this, but I don't think he's going to be I on have some in stuff. time. Just okay. saying. Uh, the we talked at the beginning of the year. Uh, I did a rapid fire about the new pricing structure at Universal Studios Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Well. Finally, a big newspaper caught on and, and wrote an article this week about it. Um, they've made a couple of changes since uh, going going to the new structure, but um, so like if you book online in advance, you can save up to was it twenty bucks, Nancy? Something like that. Yeah. Uh, um, hang on, let me pull up the article. Five, five ten, fifteen, five, ten, fifteen, or twenty, depending on the day you're going to go. And the kicker. This is new. You get early entry. Yes, that wasn't announced until just recently. You get early entry to uh, Wizarding World of Harry Potter when it opens in April. Oh, they say between five and fifteen, depending on the day of visit. Okay, so no, but I, I so saw. It's I, okay, so the, the 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 times may be incorrect, and we're pointing twenty, but five and five and fifteen is what we what we said before. So, you know what's interesting. Christine is how Disney is. Turn, turn your volume up to, a little bit, Tony, if you could. Oh, because norm, normally I'm too loud. I so I was looking at my level. Well, is that I'm, better? We're, we're recording. Well, we're, I'm not. We're not using that anyway. We're. I'm just recording. Oh, using, yeah. so I can quit audacity yep, then. Yeah. Okay. What's interesting is how Disney, on the one hand, is trying to get rid of the whole perks for pass holders or making mm-hmm. them spend a bazillion dollars, and here's um, Universal 
with the one thing that's going to get everybody to go. And they're offering stuff. I just find that interesting. Well, they're offering stuff because they've just lost part of their audience and how much they've upped their annual passes. Yeah, but... Well, but they also blocked out the annual passes for... With a benefit. Yeah, but I'm thinking... Okay, like, the fact that it's local makes me... Number one, and I, you know, I'm not a Harry Potter fan. Want to watch the movies at least. I don't know if I can read that much. There's a lot of words. Um, and then I like I because of the attractions going in in California. So I don't. It's almost I just I despite what you're saying about them trying to get more, they're going to lose the pass holders. I'm surprised that they're so aggressively courting them. They have to. They've taken away the biggest incentive they used to have, which was the buy a day, get a year free. Mm, no, mm-hmm. I just saw an email that... Did you? Yeah. But I think those are special emails, Tom, because yes. I got that same email. Yes, but you have to be registered with the email. I don't get special so, emails. Well, okay. I do, actually. There's a Nigerian prince, mm-hmm. and yes. he's. if I just give him a few dollars, I think he's going to give me yeah. a lot of money. But let's share this. If you register on the Universal Studios website, and you if you register, they what we're what they're doing is they're sending us emails to give us the 2016 annual pass at a reduced price. That's what you're talking about, right, Tom? Yes, it was like yeah, ninety nine bucks, right? Yeah, it's ninety nine dollars yeah. for the season pass, but we it's non transferable. Yeah, and so um, and you so must purchase by a certain list, date. Yeah. So. yeah. So they've got that going, but then they've got this other thing for non non annual pass holders where you can save a little bit and get early entry to um, Wizarding World. So that let's bring that around to Disney. Shanghai Disney announced this week. Well, actually, didn't announce. They just opened up their website, and their tickets are using a similar structure where you have to buy them in advance. You have to give them a date. And there are two price levels on their tickets, depending on the season and when you're coming. So that's really, really interesting that Disney is now on on the bandwagon and starting. The other interesting thing is how freaking cheap their tickets are. Yeah. So is it cheaper Remember for us yen. instead of getting a pass out here to fly to Shanghai? Yes. A one-day ticket's like $74? During busy season and $56 on non-peak season. Maybe we should buy a pass for Shanghai. Yeah, no. Yeah. Well, I don't know what the passes are yet, but that's just the one day ticket. I'd love to go to Shanghai. Okay, but let me ask you, how many attractions are there at the Shanghai Disney compared to just talking Magic Kingdom to Magic Kingdom? I'm not sure yet. The the park's not open, so we don't know yet, but. Oh my gosh, though, but the quality of their attractions is so much higher. Well, I we're, mean, assu- we're assuming. We're well, oh, please! You've got first. You've got the Tron-based Tomorrowland, which with the Tron cycle ride alone, that's going to kick anything else out of the park. Um, then you've got the new, the new um, Pirates of the Caribbean themed Pirates ride. The new movie, I should say, the new movie themed Pirates ride with all of like. Davy Jones's, you know, crew 
all in like high grade animatronics, including like Hammerhead and some of the more creative characters. You've got um, you've got that amazing little boat ride with through all the vignettes. You've got um, oh my god, it, it, they've just got so many really cool creative things lined up at that park that. I mean, I turned around after looking at the stuff at D23 and went, crap, I want to go to Shanghai. Yeah, yeah. So, if I if I can turn around and go, crap, I want to go to Shanghai, <laughs> and tell my kids that, and have my kids go, no, Mommy, you promised us Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, that's, you know, that's got to draw me. Right. I mean, that's got to be a, a powerful draw. Yeah. So we'll see how that plays out maybe this summer when when ticket prices are supposed to are tip yeah ticket prices typically increase in the summer so we'll see how that how that plays out. Oh yeah. Um it, I, I don't know if did we talk about last time about how uh how they're going to justify a ticket price increase in with all this well the, all this construction going on but you know They've done it before. That's that's what kind of worries me. They're and and land. the thing is, people keep, say that again. They're oh yeah, Cars, cars land. land. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And and the thing is, people paid it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Tony, you had some housekeeping. Yes, I actually went to um, the Disney area because you know Andrew <laughs> doesn't have a pass. Right. And I wanted to go to Tortilla Joe's Taqueria. Mm-hmm. Because I was craving Mexican food, and do you believe that? I've totally come around where I wanted to go there, and if there was a table, and if in case people don't realize, Saturday nights are very busy, so don't expect yes. to go to anywhere in downtown Disney at 6 o'clock. That was my stupidity. But we ended up going to uh, Whitewater Snacks, and we always discuss the nachos, correct? They're <laughs> getting so small. Huh? Well, they're getting so small. They're getting smaller, but... Um, I don't know if we already discussed that the double cheese is no longer. Oh, right. Yeah, they, don't, they don't do the shredded anymore. Yeah, I got it yeah. on the side. Yeah. But, oh, nice. Um, Andrew got the carnitas ones. Ooh. It was way better than the steak. Wow. And was that, even more. Than, that wasn't like, even on the menu, was it? I don't know. When I ordered nachos, they just said, would you like chicken, carnitas, or beef? And I don't remember carnitas being a choice. Mm-mm. And um. The carnitas was like really like crispy, like over fried, but it made me happy. So nice. I, I was kind of jealous of his t- food. Yeah. <laughs> that actually sounds really good. Yeah, and um, I take carnitas in a heartbeat. That's my favorite Paquito Moss entry. Well, I also noticed too that the beef was didn't seem as steaky as it used to be, like the quality of the steak. So mm-hmm. I was impressed with. I'd say get the carnitas. But anyways, nice. And then we had the Oreo churro. As we were walking out. Nice. How was it? Well, Andrews thought it was still the greatest thing ever. That, even wasn't, we got, that wasn't a Disney churro. That was a... It was a California churro. Yeah. Okay, on, okay. In Disney. Yeah. But everybody we've seen, it's a it's an Oreo churro. Yeah. Um, they, um, they gave us two and we're only supposed to get one because I think they were old. But I'm going to let that go. <laughs> Andrews, because I was like, okay, this is kind of tough. And, you know, churros are sweet. Like, yeah. But taste-wise, it tastes amazingly like an Oreo cookie. And really the best thing was they gave you – they didn't give you a defibrillator with it. But they gave you a little, like, icing cup of Oreo-flavored icing. Holy jeez. Yeah, and it tasted just like the, the fillings of the Oreos. So 
just just saying that was my my uh my experience there so that yeah. was your food orgasm of the month that was my experience there <laughs> i've never put those two things together nancy <laughs> Thank you for really? not putting those things together. Yeah. I bet how many of our listeners have put used those words in the same sentence? I want to know. None. Mixlerites? I, I, I never have. <laughs> Any I, other housekeeping? I have another. Oh, wait, yeah. Go ahead, Tony. I drove by Great Lodge, and it's, re- I mean, I still wonder how they're going to get open in the next two weeks, but it looks a lot better than it did a while ago, but, um, and like the signage is up, and and it the it looks now that it's more finished it looks bigger than i thought um that's what they all say and um but i think um i'm curious they're going to have to really work their butts off to get it done in 2 weeks yeah wow but anyways i still need to get my reservation actually i, w- I was going to try and book something this week for maybe sometime around opening you had something else Mary Jo? Um, yes, just a reminder that this week is Ash Wednesday, and before Ash Wednesday, we have fun with Mardi Gras, and the Jazz Kitchen in downtown Disney is going to be celebrating Mardi Gras from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. If you're extremely lucky, you might have an opportunity to eat there, so I just wanted to give everybody that heads up. Um Really quickly, they'll have red beans and rice, traditional gumbo, Creole jambalaya. I've had the jambalaya over there. It is so good. Their barbecue okay. shrimp and grits, oysters on the half shell. If Corey were here, he would go for that. Plus their beignets, which are really good. And plus a, a bunch of other food. They're going to be having music from 6 to 10 p.m., which is the Kirk Wilson Band and the Amanda Castro Band. Uh, usually they don't take reservations for it to go in there so if you might want to go a little bit earlier and this is on the first floor there's a room in there with a piano with a piano bar so they also have flambeaux is that what it's called yeah okay used to be um, I don't know. it's a lot of fun and you could they, they have free beads for kids and um photos op, photo opportunities so if you're in at disney in disneyland area this week um you might want to take advantage of going there during mardi gras so, and then um, Nancy's been telling us all about the Valentine's Day uh, opportunities. And I think you said they're all sold out, right, Nancy? They're all booked? Yeah, probably by now. If you don't have one, you're screwed. Yeah. So if you still want a Valentine's treat, the only opening, I guess, you, if you want to call it that, the street carts are having Valentine's Day cotton candy on February 14th only. So... Um, you can, like there was something else that was like a and every anybody and everybody can have it. And I'm trying to remember what it was. Um, so the, the Valentine's Sundays at Clarabelle's hand scooped ice cream. That's yeah. quite possibly one of the yeah. only things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's <laughs> well, okay. So, so they're having the Valentine's Sundays at Clarabelle's hand scoop ice cream, which is located at the end of Buena Vista Street. They're having that from February 12th through the 14th. They also have, and I know that you said this already, Nancy, so I'm just reminding everybody. That's quite all right. Go for it. The teddy bear-shaped bread and heart-shaped bread at Mortimer's Market and Pacific yep. Wharf Carts in the Bodan Bread Cart. Who um, does that? Uh, and Pacific, Pacific Wharf Carts will also have Valentine's Sugar Cookie. I just want to say that I was at Disney at California Adventure yesterday, and I wanted a taste of sourdough bread, so I hadn't been in the Bodan Bakery <laughs> in a long time. 
I went in there and they were making, I have never seen them actually make bake the bread or prepare the bread. And they were doing the Mickey heads. So we got to see how they stamp it out, how she pulls off the excess dough, how she puts the eyes on and stuff like that. So some people were able to watch that live with me. I'm not going to say how, but some people <laughs> were able to watch that live with me. But I thought it was really cool that they had that. Um, also at the Wine Country Tutorial, that's probably one of the ones that they won't be able to, is um, they're going to have a special, special food there. So if you're lucky and there's a cancellation, you might try the Wine Country Tutorial as well as the other places that Nancy talked about. But if um, you want a treat, yeah, that, that's the, you know, over in the Pacific Wharf, the carts, Clarabelle's hand scoop ice cream and the cotton candy at both Disneyland and California Adventure. So those are some of those those options Very cool. that they have. And then the last thing, um, we've been waiting for Luigi's to open. Uh-huh. And um, I know we've been talking about it and stuff. So the cool thing about the little trivia is that this is going to be the first trackless ride to Cal- that's coming to California. Okay, so. skip that news story, Tony. Oh, well, I'll pull, close that Is that tab. a new story? Well, you didn't tell That's me. A, I know. Well, you, this is a wacky show. Come on. It's fine. Okay. It's, fine. Well, I'm, it's a I'm wacky show. Anymore. It is. So where's oh, the... Tony will the, have the, a lot the, more the, 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 I, need, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, my horn. Yeah, Yeah. where's the zoo? Can we all talk at the same time? <laughs> Disney! <laughs> okay, so Tony will talk about it. No, it's so, good enough. Done, yeah. done. Cool. The news. Uh-huh. Now I'm going to talk about the rest of the day. Oh, my. Okay. Because it's the wacky show. Guess what you get? <laughs> um, I drank Diet Mountain Dew. I'm ready to go. Nice, nice. <laughs> speaking, speaking of wackiness, hello to our friends listening live on Mixler. If you want to join us, we stream the show live every Sunday, beginning at 7 p.m. Pacific time or Disneyland time. Um, head to mixler.com, m-i-x-l-r.com, and look for us, or look for the link on Facebook or on our show notes page at www.disunplug.com. Um, always a good time chatting and listening with other listeners. Oh, did you guys see the the first uh, quote unquote trailer for the um, for the Disneyland 60th uh, television special that was out hmm. this week? That's Entertainment Weekly so has it on their website, but it has a little blue, it has a little you know kicker for the the big special we've been talking about. And every week they add something to it. Now it's it's Josh Gad's gonna go behind the scenes of like to Walt's apartment and you know it's, things that people can't go to. Well, and I think on the I think on uh, when I watched the ad there was. There was a whole bunch of other weird stuff too. Right. Or not weird, but yeah. surprising little features. <laughs> lots totally of different lots than weird, of yes. after hours filming apparently took place. Ooh. In the parks. From the way from the way the trailer was, was done up, it looks like lots of extra after hours filming was done. Nice. It, nice. at night. All right. I want to remind everybody about the other slate of Diz Unplugged shows. Every Monday, the Dreams Unlimited Travel Show is released. Tuesdays live at 10 a.m. Pacific. The Orlando edition of the Diz Unplugged goes live. Uh, Wednesday at 10 a.m. is the trip. 
Thursday at 10 a.m. is the Universal Edition of the Diz Unplugged. All three of those are live on video at DizUnplugged.com or YouTube.com slash DizUnplugged. And then, of course, every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific is the Daily Fix, your three to four minute news capsule of what's happening in Disney. You can find that on YouTube.com slash WDWinfo or www.info.com slash daily fix. Um, if you want to get a hold of the Disneyland team, you can email us at dlpodcast at wdwinfo.com. And again, uh, links to our show plus links to all the other Diz Unplugged slate of shows you'll find at www.disunplugged.com. Any other housekeeping? Yes. Yeah, go ahead, Tony. I probably said this two shows ago. <laughs> Probably. I don't remember. But um, so when I'm in town, I've been staying in the Garden Grove District. Did I talk about this last time or no? Mm. I don't think so. I think we talked about not saying it. But there are good neighbor hotels there. Yeah. yeah. And I just love the location. So Andrew and I went to walk to Red Robin from our hotel. It was still busy because Disney and all that stuff. And then drove to downtown Disney the next day. And because you're – I don't know what street it is, but you're parallel to Harbor. You literally can get to the parking lot in like five minutes. It's faster because it's parallel. Like the parking lots are all on the backside. Yeah. And um, there was a Target across the street. So I was able to get like some snacks. And then we went to church on Saturday night at the Christ Cathedral. I think that's what it's called now, which is right down the street. But, like I'm really – I've stayed there multiple times now when I'm in town. And um, I mean I still theoretically live there, but um, – we, I really, really like, I really like the location and we've been doing everything with Disney when we're together, but it's a great, it's a great location. And when I was looking at prices and it is a good neighbor hotel, the one that I stayed at, um, and, um, I know dreams unlimited does go to the good neighbor hotels. When I was looking at prices, it's, they're absurdly cheaper, right? Like they shouldn't be that much cheaper, but yet they're nice hotels and stuff. So I just saying, you don't, you can't walk, but it's a lot closer than you think, especially when you're not going up Harbor Boulevard. Mm-hmm. So just tell people to look into it and cool. it, they are good neighbor hotels. Uh, speaking of good neighbor hotels, the hotel we talked about a couple weeks ago, the courtyard, the new courtyard, um, somebody asked them on their Facebook page if they are good neighbor hotels. They said yes, but then they also qualified that with we will be available to book through Walt Disney Travel Company in I think they said March or April or April or May or something. So soon they will be able to you'll be able to book them. So not quite yet, but they are working on that. All right, uh, it's time for news. Let's uh, head over to Tony. Do you want to talk about Luigi? Which one? Let's talk about Luigi. Let's talk about Luigi. <laughs> so Luigi is this guy. He you can he hangs outside, kind of by the uh, the other side of. Uh, California Adventure. He usually asks, you know, for a couple of bucks. He's a really nice guy. And so I sat down and did a sit-down interview with him, asked about what's his story. You know, okay, so let's talk about the Luigi ride. Disneyland ride systems are now going to be moving forward without a track. So within the next few weeks, theme parks will see theme park fans will see the local debut of another new type of ride system at the Disneyland Resort, the trackless ride. Luigi's Rollican Road, really? <laughs> Luigi's Rollican Roadsters 
The replacement for the former Luigi's Flying Tires in Cars Land will be the first trackless ride in Southern California. The cars will run... The cars on this ride will not run on or inside a defined track. Instead, a computer-controlled wireless communication system will guide the cars across Luigi's backyard, allowing the cars to spin, weave, and dance around each other along seemingly random paths. The ride has been testing for weeks, and the company has said that the ride will open in early 2016, but no official opening date is set. Trackless rides are um, they're new, to, even though they're new to Southern California. Fans elsewhere in the world have been enjoying them for years. In the 80s, Disney introduced the first um, where they had the moving theater. Wait, the great movie ride and Universe of Energy is considered trackless? Yes. But I swear I see a track. Mm-mm. It's just like no? a wire. Oh, yeah, it's okay. just a little tiny wire. Okay, and Pooh's Honey Hunt. I'm just going to let that go. At Tokyo Disneyland is, mm-hmm. uh, is also trackless. So, and then there's... What about Ratatouille? Does it mention yep. Ratatouille? Yep. Yes. And all the other In the next ones. paragraph. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> See? I love to read ahead. I gotta keep reading. I'm not gonna... Yeah, do I need to read ahead? Really? Because who cares about the other parks? Okay? What we really care... Oh, Disney's latest trackless ride opened in 2014 at Disneyland Paris with an indoor adventure themed to the Pixar film Ratatouille. This <laughs> time, riders boarded Ratmobiles... To ride through <laughs> the oversized kitchens of Paris on another free spinning romp. Gotta I love French. free spinning yeah. romps yeah. and retmobiles. <laughs> Don't we all? So, uh, the tr- with the trackless ride technology, Disney has developed a more reliable way to deliver the experience that they wanted to re- create in the original Luigi's Flying Tires because it was supposed to recreate the same type of free flowing ride experience that they had in the Flying Saucers back in the day. But they never work because of the larger, heavy, heavier flying tires. So we're gonna. There you go, Mary Jo. Would you like to add? I think that's excellent. I'm looking forward to riding on it. Me too. Yeah, we went. We went over the weekend. Um, Dean and I were trying to peek through, and there are absolutely no cracks. You know, usually <laughs> Disney puts some kind of little peepholes in the walls and everything, and they're not letting us see anything hmm. for Luigi's. Until it opens, but we tried. So, as soon as, as soon as I hear it's opening, I'm jetting on over to go write it. That's because they knew that crazy Mary Jo woman was <laughs> going to be like trying to stick her nose in the fence, her little extendable eyeball. Or hey, no, I was her, with her periscoping. <laughs> I, I was well, since we can't take uh, selfie sticks or anything, I was so tempted to climb up on that fire hydrant that's next to the wall, but. It, I don't want to get pulled out of the park or I'd probably fall off or something like that. But anyway, it's, it's going to be opening soon, so I can hardly wait. Oh, well, by the way, do you think Lorites, you're welcome for the Periscope. Periscope, yeah. Um, Take another now, drink. The, <laughs> there was, there was never, was there ever a fast pass for Luigi's? No. 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 Okay. Oh. No, so. because they want you to enjoy all of the, the little queue, nuances yeah. right in the True. queue. Yeah, okay. Very cool. All right. What else you got, Tony? Okay. Trees. So I think that I have never seen a never mind. Yes. New story is lovely as a tree. Exactly. Thank you. So since the preparation for Star Wars started at Disneyland at uh, Star Wars Land started at Disneyland, the sound of chainsaws can be heard around the northern end of Disneyland's Rivers of America, and when they are silent. The sounds of workers digging with shovels take over. 
But now remember, these trees have been there a while, correct? Okay, so they started this in January. The shovels are digging up trees Imagineers want to transplant into the new land. Trees that are 20, 30, and even 60 years old with heights of 40 feet or more. So they were looking for large specimen trees that would look good in the realm, either screening off a view of the land or had a 360-degree aesthetic look that would fit in with the landscape, said Rhonda Wood, an urban forester with a horticultural department at the Disneyland Resort. So he, so she walked through the forest of Frontierland to identify what trees should be saved, and size was not an issue. That's what they all say. The new land will look like a fictional planet from the Star Wars universe, but will not be a desert setting like that of Tatooine, according to artist renderings. Instead, it will have an abundance of plant life, including some fully grown trees as dingy, dingy, Disney Imagineers wanted to appear as if the planet has been there a while. Woods said there will be nearly... 1,000 trees, old and new, used for the wow. project. Well, many of the trees will come from other nurseries, local and as far away as Oregon. That doesn't seem that far away. Some will come from frontier land. They will be dug up, boxed, and later transplanted into the new land. But those older, tall trees cannot be simply pulled from the ground and moved, so crews started doing some prep work. For large trees, we start off by pre-watering the tree and getting that root system healthy and vibrant from where we're going to box it because we can't box the entire root system. They also add nutrients, then it's time to dig. According to Wood, roots for the taller trees typically only go down to a depth of about 24 inches. Crews will hand dig with shovels down to a depth of three feet. Then a wooden box will be built around the perimeter of the tree. Any roots extending beyond that point are cut off. They will also dig underneath the tree and install more wood planks for the base. So Clash, your essay question now is to please give me back exactly how they're going to transport these trees. At the same time, guide wires will be installed to hold the tree in place. Eventually, a large crane will pull the tree, wooden box, and all out of the ground. For the 40-foot tall trees, the total weight with all the soil around the roots is approximately 50,000 pounds. Wow. So far, they've saved 18 trees, and they're going to be moved to a backstage area and cared for, cared for beautifully until it's time for them to be planted back into the ground of the new land. The park is also planning to salvage lumber from other trees that are cut down during construction. Some will provide logs for planters. At the same time, Disney is preserving some of its history. One of the trees being saved has been growing on the north end of Tom Sawyer Island since 1955. It's a holly oak tree and stands 45 feet tall. It was originally planted there by Bill Evans, who was hired by Walt Disney to provide the landscaping for the, his then-new theme park in 1954. Another tree being preserved is a cottonwood in the Indian village at the northernmost area of Frontierland called the Dreaming Tree. It was a gift from the Walt Disney Hometown Museum in the town of Marceline, Missouri, where Walt, we all know Walt Disney grew up. The tree was given to Disneyland in 2005 as a sapling from the original dreaming tree, said Wood. So now you know why our passes are so expensive. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. They're saving trees and moving some of them. and That's a pretty in-depth article there. Very cool. All right. Thank you, Tony. Time for rapid fires. Uh, who's got one? <laughs> Pass. Anyone pass? Okay. <laughs> uh, I have a quick one. Um, there are no details yet, but word is that the next Disney Parks blog live stream will be of Mickey Sensational Parade. So nice. they, they did Fantasmic from Hollywood Studios the other night, and at the end of it, they promoted that Sensational is going to be next, and the date on that is February 24th. 
So keep an eye that week on the Disney Parks blog, and there will be, I'm sure, links and everything for I, that. I had one. Good. Okay. Go next. But okay. let me ask. Let me ask you. So when you say live stream, Tom, mm-hmm. so we get the link from their blog for the yes. live. Stream? Is that yeah. what you're saying? Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. that would be fun. I can only imagine. Um, the production that they're going to have for that. Right. Be nice. And you want to tune in a little bit earlier because sometimes they'll have like behind the scenes things and. It's better than me periscoping yep. it. Yes. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> Did you say it? <laughs> Tony, what do you have? She said it. So. <laughs> because we don't want to end up getting lost like Nancy did using the LA Transit right. system. Yes. And we talk a lot about day sixes. As I was trolling the internets, which I tend to do and I read a lot of tech stuff there was a, a, te- a tech there's a new tech angle for people that are wanting to do day six and go around Los Angeles Los Angeles go LA is a new app that the city of Los Angeles created in partnership with Xerox and it's for all the possible transportation alternatives so it's not just metro okay so what it does is it has um, it's just like kind of like Google Maps would work for but it includes Walking, biking, driving, riding a motorcycle, taking public transit, including all of the different systems. And that's one of the problems with Los Angeles. It also includes Lyft, Zipcar. So it literally and car. So it literally includes every possible permutation, how to get from point A to point B. It's called Go. I think if you just Google Go LA app, um, it combine and it also combines these different modes of transportation into various combinations. For complete door-to-door directions, for example, like walk, bus, lift, etc., it allows you to choose itineraries based on three categories: sooner, cheaper, greener. Okay, and so you can see how you. I figure that some people that are doing that might be interested in using this app. So I know that Google Maps does some of the stuff, but it LA's got such a weird thing, and the fact that you can now include Lyft, which is an Uber-style thing, you can put it all together. So I just thought that, that might be interesting to our day sixers or people that are trying to be green or people that are trying to use public transit. So it's go LA. So nice, very nice, Tony. Uh, uh, thank you for the, the for that, Nancy. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you have uh, rapid fire, Nancy? Um. Oh, darn it! There's one I had. Hang on. And that's a no. Okay. No, I had one. I had another like silly thing that opened up over at Universal or something. Oh, Universal, um, their new maps have the the restaurant next to Waterworld. Okay. I found this very interesting. There's there's like a little dining establishment called the Hollywood Grill. I think it was, or no, or that's the new. No, it used to be the Hollywood. Anyway. <laughs> It's listed as having a brand new name on the maps this week. Okay. And it is it and it says opening blah blah blah, but it they're calling it Hollywood and Dine. Yeah. Which Just like I thought was very California Adventure. Yeah. Well, and uh they also have a Hollywood and Dine at um at um Walt Disney World and uh Disney's Hollywood Studios. Got it. That's been a, a Hollywood and Dine for years. So, you know, the play on Hollywood and Vine for those who don't live here. So. Oh, okay. Sorry. What? Nothing. <laughs> just be a smart butt. Are you just Is, being a smart butt? Yes. 
<laughs> so that's inside inside Universal Studios, Nancy, or is it in the? City yes, Hall? it's in the yeah. theme okay. park. Right, it's right there before you turn, make the right turn to go to to um, Waterworld. Okay. Yeah. Hang on, let me uh, pop it up. Because uh, I, I'm I I'm was... getting a hankering to go to Universal Studios. Me too. It, even though it's a three quarter day park, in my opinion, uh-huh. it's still it's fun to go over there. I just yeah. like the atmosphere and City Walk in the evenings. Oh my gosh, it's yeah, such a f- uh, Debbie on Mixer just pointed out that the one at Disney it doesn't it Hollywood Studios is Hollywood and Vine, not Dine. So oh, close. It is Hollywood and Vine. Yeah. I always thought it was Hollywood and Dine. Speaking of Florida, I oh, will be it there. Replaces the Hollywood Grill. Yes, okay. March twenty March twenty sixteen. Cool. I will be there um, the next week, not next week, but following week. So if you are in Florida, the, let's see, 15th through the 18th, um, hit me up on Facebook and maybe we can... 15th through the 18th of... February. February. So I will be broadcasting live from Florida on the 14th, on Valentine's Day, and then I'll be in the parks that week, so... If you happen to be in the parks, let me know and I'll wave at you. That's it. Yes, wow. that's, all, that's all. That's all you get. <laughs> okay, I'm I, on vacation. Can I give like ten bucks to give kids a world, and you can send me a video of you waving to me? Yeah. No. Yes. Okay. Speaking oh, of, up on it, Tom. did Speaking. you discuss the idea that I came up with and texted you that I backed out of, Tom? No. No. Okay. Can we? You're later. not ready to commit. It's two. It's a year away. Yeah. No. Later. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't even remember what it was. So I'm gonna that, that's what that's here. what scares that's what scares me. No, we discussed. I think it would be cool to record during halftime of an extra Super Bowl. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Do, but do, I should, yes, we yeah. should do it some kind of charity thing for Give Kids the World. Like I don't know, maybe Pete because he's got yeah. you know Pete because like somebody not. So not maybe not us, but could, like as many Mixler listeners as we give, we'll put ten dollars or something. But we got a year to figure it out. Yeah. Because hey, I saw the halftime show. I guess I'm pretty old. <laughs> you think we really... can do better than Coldplay? Well, I I couldn't hear anything. Okay. I'm just saying I don't I I I need I'm getting old because I'm like okay I'm done with that. Uh, shows. I'm not getting who these young whippersnappers are. Speaking of Give Kids the World, we're receiving some um, troubling news that we may not have a coasting for kids this year. So we're keeping an eye on that. And um, yeah, I, I, I'm not happy about it. But apparently, Cedar Fair has partnered with another charity. And so they're doing something different. So uh, Give Kids the World is working on it. But I don't know what's going to happen. It's kind of kind of stinks because those were those were some great great fundraisers for them. And if they if they don't have that, they need to figure out something else to kind of replace that income. Don't you think, Major? I think so. Yeah. I it, it not only for the camaraderie of people raising money, but just it went for a good cause. And I always say, you know, the Give Kids the World gives a family a week of normalcy. Yeah. You know, things that we take for granted. And I know people who've benefited from Give Kids the World or their family members have benefited. And they 
the effects are they they last for a lifetime the hope that they're given hey michael go broncos <laughs> yes, Hi, yes Michael. I just got it's in. Michael. Hi. Oh God, everything was against me getting home. They, the CHP closed both sides of the freeway <laughs> right before our town. So wait, I wait, wait, tell oh, me. Yeah. I just realized you're up there. I can't believe you even got home with all the craziness because the Super Bowl's like at your house. Oh no, 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 we I, we live in the Sacramento area. Oh, we live outside of Sacramento. You, but you just ruined my magic. I was like. <laughs> I imagined you on the Golden Gate Bridge all the time, hanging oh, off the side. Oh, I we do do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's those Disney Family Museum visits. Were, were you listening live to us, Michael? No, I oh, was Okay. Um, so we already what, talked. What did I miss? We already talked about Shanghai, but if you want to, you talk about uh, do your rapid fire real quick. We can do that. Okay. Right now. Yeah. Sure. Oh. Okay. Terrific. Let me just sort of gather myself up here. Okay, cool. We'll catch right. up. While well, he's right. doing that, um, yeah, I just I just found something saying that um, you know you know that um, wave pool fountain that was outside the Billabong store at CityWalk. Okay, yeah, and Universal. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. They always had that little that little wave pool. Right. Well, that's gone. Oh, okay, cool. They wow. like filled it in and tiled it over. Kind of like the pool at the never mind motel that I. Shall remain nameless. <laughs> Sorry. What were you in? Okay. Um, Bitter much? Yes. Party of swimsuit? Uh, what? Would the pool have been bitter party of swimsuit? Mm, have swimsuit yeah, travel? Yeah, you take it way too far. All right, Michael. <laughs> All right. I see I'm doing an 11-part history on the Matterhorn. Yes. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Well, well. speaking of which, speaking of epics, it's time to put on your tuxedos and sequins gowns for Oscar night. So I have a few events for you to help you prepare for Hollywood's biggest night. Um, if you're up in Northern California, speaking of hanging off the Golden Gate Bridge, the Walt Disney Family Museum is hosting an Academy Awards week. And um, they're doing their, they're hosting some animated shorts. And I'm just bringing that one up right now. What they're going to be doing is. SpongeBob on, wears animated shorts. Yeah, yes, he does. Uh. On um, Friday, February 19th at 7.30, they're going to be showcasing all of the um, Academy Award um, winning and nominated animated shorts. And. And then, and that is um, free. You just have to sort of, um, you just have to contact the museum and get tickets and all that. And then for um, members, uh, museum members of Friends level or above, there's a special uh, dessert party, and that is, um, I think the tickets for that are twenty four dollars. So you want to you contact the museum. You sign up for the tickets to see the shorts online and then the members to go to the dessert party, um, they have to call in or send an email to the museum. And um, not only are you going to be able to see the animated shorts, but they're going to have some of the shows, um, the filmmakers there to talk about um, the animated shorts. So that should be good. If you are in the LA area, you you get a whole week of Oscar events at the Academy Samuel Goldwyn Theater in Beverly Hills, February 24th to the 27th. And on 
So on February 23rd, you also get to see the Oscar short nominees. And um, on the 24th, you see all the nominated documentaries. On the 25th, you see all the animated features. The 27th, the foreign language films. And on the 27th, the, um, the um, ones who are, there's a symposium on makeup and hairstyling. And all these tickets are like, they're like $5. Each. I think if you're a, a member, it's $3, and then it's $5. We'll have a link in our show notes to where you can sign up for these. And even if they're sold out, because I know one is sold out already, uh, they, they do have a standby line. And so all of the instructions, um, you know, are, um, you know, are there for that. So what well, you can do that. Now, one of the things, oh, here's my printout I've been looking for all this time. <laughs> So, um, nice anyway, stalling. Thank you. So, anyway, so, um, so, you know, and then after you see all of these, you can watch the Oscars on, uh, when is it, February 28th on ABC. And you can root on your, um, favorite Disney films because Disney did receive 50 nominations for the 88th Oscars, including Lucasfilm Star Wars, The Force Awakens. It, um, earned a nod in five categories, including visual effects and original score. Disney Pixar's animated feature Inside Out was nominated in two categories, animated feature film and original screenplay. And Sanjay's Super Team has been nominated in the animated short film category. Uh, Disney's live action Cinderella also earned a nomination in costume design um, for the triple Oscar winner Sandy Powell's creations. Just that dress alone should win it. Um, additionally, um, the Disney release Bridge of Spies, which is a DreamWorks studio production directed by Steven Spielberg, received six nominations, including Best Picture, Best Actor and Supporting Role for Mark Rylance, and Original Screenplay. So, um, so, so there you go. So that, that, that's it for the Oscars. So um, cheer on your favorite Disney nominees. <laughs> All right, thank you, Michael. Um, we uh, we've everybody else is gone, Michael. So, um, do you want to uh, talk about the big game and how it relates to Disney, real quick? Yes. Well, one of the highlights for Disney fans who watch the Super Bowl or the Super Bowl commercials each year is the commercial following the game that will always be associated with the Super Bowl. I'm going to Disney World and I'm going to Disneyland since New York's quarterback Phil Simms first shouted out the phrases in 1987 when he was named the MVP of Super Bowl 21. And of course, Super Bowl 50 just ended just a short time ago. Um, since 1987, these two phrases have been used as part of Disney's What Next campaign. And Phil Simms uh, kicked off the tradition after the New York Giants beat the Denver Broncos in Super <laughs> Bowl 21. How, wow, talk about uh, ironic there, huh? So, oh, Denver won, for those of you who don't know. Now, for those of you who taped the, the show, I'm sorry. So much for Tom's neutrality earlier. <laughs> yes. I wasn't there for that. <laughs> so, 
Anyway, Sims um, claiming he would celebrate the victory by going to the Disney parks. This was not unplanned. The idea reportedly originated with Jane Eisner, the wife of Disney CEO Michael Eisner. In his 1998 memoir, Work in Progress, Disney CEO Michael Eisner credited his wife Jane with the idea for the campaign. So according to Eisner, during the January 1987 grand opening for the Star Wars attraction at Disneyland, the couple dined with Dick Rutan and Jaina Yeager, who in December 1986 had piloted the first aircraft to fly around the world without stopping or um, refueling. So after Jane Eisner asked what the pilots planned to do next, they replied, well, we're going to Disneyland. And she later told her husband the, that phrase would make a great advertising campaign. So both Sims and Broncos quarterback John Elray agreed to say the famous line in exchange for $75,000 if they were victorious. Sims <laughs> ultimately walked away with the loot. So I always wondered, maybe they were paid in Disney dollars. Now, when you, Disney, um, you know, sort of marketing was asked if this story was true about the, the, the Jane Eisner originated this, and they would not comment. They said that they do not comment on um, information about their marketing campaigns. Oh, jeez. So, anyway. Yeah. So, so Sims said he was apprehensive about the commercial at first and didn't commit to doing it until the Friday night before the game. Um, I didn't want to do it, Sims said later in an interview with US Today Sports. I thought that that was just wrong trying to do something like that. But with about a minute left before the Giants beat the Denver Broncos 39 to 20, Sims got a tap on his shoulder while standing on the sidelines. And they instructed him to say, I'm going to Disney World and I'm going to Disneyland three times each, Sims said. Of course, I'm smiling because we won. And the other reason is because I can't believe I'm doing this, he said. <laughs> He, he, it was weird. The next couple weeks, people congratulated me on the game, but I heard from just as many people who said, I loved your commercial. <laughs> so the format for the commercials has pretty much been the same since they began in 1987. After a series of highlights set to When You Wish Upon a Star from Pinocchio, the camera cuts to a player in the celebration on the field immediately after a Super Bowl win, and a narrator asks the famous question, you know, name, you've just won the Super Bowl. What are you going to do next? The player looks into the camera and responds, and the commercial ends with an image of fireworks exploding over Cinderella Castle at Disney World or Sleeping Beauty Castle at Disneyland. And the unseen voice posing the question is Mark Champion, who's very familiar with the professional sports scene. Uh, Mark Champion is a veteran radio play-by-play -play announcer for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Detroit Lions, Detroit Pistons, and Westwood One. So typically, the player records two versions of the commercial, one for each phrase, so that the ads can be broadcast in different media markets in the United States to strategically promote either the Walt Disney World Resort in Florida or the Disneyland Resort in California. In most cases, Disney arranges for its star to appear in a parade at either Disneyland or one of the uh, Walt Disney World theme parks the day immediately following the victory in order to fulfill the spoken promise in one of the commercials. <laughs> 
So Disney gives them an MVP all expense paid trip, flying them on a private jet to Disneyland or Disney World, and then puts their family up in a suite for the duration of their vacation. Rumor has it they're also paid in the neighborhood of $30,000 or so. Um, the commercial has aired after every Super Bowl since 1987, except for one. The 2000, in 2005, the commercial did not air, and Disney has never provided an official reason for not airing the commercial. Mm. And, and um, there's no predicting who gets to appear in the commercials and say the famous phrase. So if you're a quarterback or a Super Bowl MVP, your odds increase, though coaches, running backs, and wide receivers have also taken part. Other sports have occasionally had their What's Next commercials. Um, the same year Sims aired in the first commercials, Magic Johnsons of the Los Angeles Lakers and Frank um, Vila of the Minnesota Twins also appeared in similar commercials. Other talents appearing in a Disney What Next commercials include Santa Claus, Gretchen Carlson as 1988 Miss America, various college graduates, Jeff Gordon, the 1994 Brickyard 400 winner, and even some American Idol winners. So Tom, Nancy, Mary Jo, and Tony, you're going to celebrate the fifth anniversary of the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition. So what are you going to do next? <laughs> I'm going to Disneyland. <laughs> no, Very Tom will probably have I, to make I'm, us record a podcast. I'm that going night, to Disneyland. So. Right <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. And awesome. I was also reading on how difficult it is to to record this because they want to capture the excitement of the moment without getting in the way because usually the field is in pandemonium right. when they're recording this and they still want to get it when you know when all the bunting and ticker tape and you know everything is flying down and um they say it is really really difficult to um record the commercial and basically they've got one shot do they, have, do they wow. have two crews if the if the game is close and they have to be on both sidelines um the, the, they have multiple camera crews okay because they, to get different angles if they need to, right. stuff like that. So Very cool. Anyway. And yes, the fifth anniversary of the Diz Unplugged Disneyland Edition is coming up a oh, week from Wednesday. So we'll have, maybe we'll have something special on next week's show. Yay. Ooh, Valentine's Day. Yes, yes. Sweet. So. Take your Celebrating Valentine out. Celebrating romance. Take your Valentine out for lunch and then listen to us later. <laughs> <laughs> or have a romantic dinner with us in the background. Yes, yes, yes. And watch and have 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 spaghetti and meatballs with your significant other and pretend you're Lady and the Tramp. All right. Um, thank you, Michael. <laughs> uh, for those of you listening live, we'll be up next. Uh, uh, Karen Johnson will be up next, and we're going to help her plan her trip. Uh, for those of you listening on iTunes, thank you. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Diz Unplugged podcasts this week. And, of course, we will be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.